welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. I am delighted to welcome my first guest of 2024, the very lovely Amy Goss of 134 Creative. Amy is a creative freelancer and a virtual assistant and was recently runner-up in the Best VA Newcomer category at the UK VA Awards of 2023. Having started her career as a creative design agency, which specialised in Psy communications, Amy gained invaluable insights and experience in how some of the world's biggest household name brands are run. After nearly three and a half years and a late diagnosis of ADHD, Using the skills and knowledge that she'd acquired in the role, Amy decided to take a leap of faith in mid-2022 and branch out on her own. A venture born out of the belief that small businesses and neurodivergence deserve the same level of support as their larger counterparts. Amy's goal is to not only assist small business owners, but also fellow neuro, neurodivergents in reaching their full potential and to help her clients become the best version of their sel- themselves and achieve their goals. Amy, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Let's kick off with you telling us about your experience of working at the creative design agency and how it sort of shaped your skills and knowledge and experience. Well, thank you very much for having me. I was really sort of chuffed when I received the email. So I was like, oh, this is going to be something exciting. And especially the fact that it's the beginning of the year. So it's uh, sort of kicking it off. Quite nice enough. way to start, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I started, uh, so going all the way back I used to have school I was always rubbish at it um I loved all the creative stuff so anything that was you know cutting and gluing I was always (laughs) poor and um when it got to high school it was oh you got to pick your subjects and I saw media was on there and I was like oh we get to watch films and just have a bit of a fun time uh eventually worked out that that's not what it was but I ended up loving it anyway and uh looking at sort of the design side of things yeah yeah and tv and whatnot so sort of working out like what do I want to do with the rest of my life I love the creative side of things I really enjoyed media so I went on to study media at college and then fell a lot more in love with design and graphic design so Mm. I eventually went to university and I studied and I've got my BA in uh, graphic design so that's kind of where I sort of started with the sort of creative side of things. Bless you, you are a graduate to boot. That's fantastic. Where did you go to university? So I did a bit of a weird um, university like journey. I did uh, a foundation degree, which is yeah. basically the first two years of a of, of a traditional degree. Your art uh, degree, isn't it? Normally? And yeah. So yeah. I did I did it in uh, graphic design and advertising, and then that was at um, my local. So it was uh, the University of Bedfordshire, uh-huh. and I did a top-up year to bring it up to a full BA at the Middlesex University um, in Hendon. So I lived down uh, in Wembley for a year. And when I say in Wembley, I mean uh, actually on Wembley Way, pretty much where the old uh, ramps used to end, my building was there. The arts, yes. And it it just so happened to be the year that Tottenham um, were using Wembley as their home ground. So... (laughs) I'd get off the bus after being at uni all day, absolutely shattered, and then it would be like eighty thousand people. And you're like, oh god, 
<laughs> elbows out trying to get home my, my uni experience was just a very sort of bizarre sort of probably not <laughs> traditional sort of way of doing it instead yeah. of just one uni I went to two so um but it was great actually because I got to experience very different sort of yeah I mean Middlesex University had like incredible um software and all this sort of equipment and everything that University of Bevertier I didn't have access to so yes yeah being able to try all those things which I think has helped me definitely sort of further on um in my career now so fantastic and when you left uni did you have a job lined up or did you then have to just sort of hit the job searching boards and see what you could find yeah so I I didn't have a job I literally was just right I'm gonna apply so you just do that thing after a while you're just applying nearly for anything yeah design in it you you're looking at like um see fresh out of uni didn't have a huge amount of experience I did uh freelancing while I was at uni but it wasn't to a substantial level so um and I eventually stumbled across um the the design agency that I worked for and I uh, applied for a role there, went for an interview and I actually didn't get the job um, and that was it. Went back to my search and about a month later I sat on the sofa and I was like, no, I hate design. I'm never going to do it again. And I got a call from them saying, we really liked you. Would you like we've come up with another role? Would you come back and, and work for us? So it was like, wow. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so um it was just yeah completely out of the blue I wasn't expecting it so that was great and it was a science communications uh, agency so they worked with um traditionally like the scientists of these like big brands okay were then having to um how to work out how to share that information with the public so a lot of it was science and like the actual like the the real sort of ingredients you know how the product works how the ingredients work together um and really quite complicated subjects yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that information was then fed to the bigger companies that could then create like the tv ads and yes okay you know, further yeah. and whatnot. so and it was it was I, you know I'm really grateful for having that experience of working in a really small team but working for sort of like Gillette Pampers people like that like huge clients so it, I've got a a nice sort of background in being able to understand how these big, big brands work. But then at the same time, we worked for small businesses and even like local charities and things like that. So it was a real sort of best of both worlds. Um, Amazing. So how long were you with them? uh, So it was about three and a half years. Um, I started as a studio assistant. So I was doing sort of a few odd jobs um I remember one time I was like cleaning out the cupboards and whatnot so yes we all are, yes those days of being the newbie you kind of have the rubbish as well as the good <laughs> yeah, so it, I sort of started off like that and then I as we were sort of going on it was I started noticing that there was a few gaps of um like we didn't have an in-house video editor so I had done a very small amount before yeah I knew I loved what I did and and when I was doing it so I was like well let me put myself forward, let me try and learn this and then see what can happen. So eventually I then was partly the in-house uh, video editor and it just kind of snowballed after that point when I think they realised that I had quite a good capacity to learn and, and push and eventually by the time I was leaving, I actually was running a dep- like a department that had never been done before in the company and it was creating AR, um, so augmented reality and then starting to look at VR as well. So the virtual reality, like the headset. Okay, so yeah, you've already lost me. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a very, like, it's it's one of those where I I learned everything literally off of YouTube and forums. I never had any formal training. It was just me sort of up until silly o'clock in the morning, sort of just... Just getting completely entrenched in it. And I've always done that. That's how I've kind of done everything is I just kind of get really, like, sort of sucked into it and yeah. I'm away and, and I find it so fascinating just learning and trying yeah. to find these new things and oh what else is out there so I think that is one of my like biggest strengths yeah. um and that's what sort of they were very good at being able to sort of pick up on that and and push it to how it needed to be so, so what 
was what was the sort of light bulb moment or the kind of motivator for you to then kind of go out and do this on your own what what was the sort of moment that you went oh no I'm gonna I'm going on my own well it was a bit of a weird one for me actually it was so 2020 happened obviously we all yeah. know I won't say the c word no, um, and uh, I won't remind people of me that. out in a rash <laughs> but everyone while everyone was at home and and sort of hating the being alone and working from home I loved it I was absolutely thriving and I was really enjoying myself and I'd always known that I wasn't like other people I didn't think yeah. in their way and uh, I got onto of course TikTok that was all the rage yes the uh the algorithm started clearly picking up on something and started showing me videos about ADHD mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was like a light bulb moment when I was watching these and I was like this explains so much this oh wow let me see further so I did about just under a year worth of my own research and speaking to people and eventually contacted my GP got referred and then about another year or so later I got my formal diagnosis with having ADHD um it was like a slam dunk literally I I think I scored eight out of nine of the sort of wow (laughs) no borderline results here not at all it was he was like it's clear that you've 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 struggled with this so it was like that was a, a massive a massive thing and um having that sort of I'd always like I had anxiety and things like depression and and I, sometimes when those would like diagnose I didn't necessarily feel like that was the the complete picture that wasn't the the sort of final yes part. that's so, sort of that's just the kind of iceberg bits picking up speaking out yeah yeah, yeah. You, there's an awful lot more going on underneath yeah so finally it was like yes like I know I understand a little bit more so then you go through that horrible incredible like euphoria of just like yes this acknowledgement and that sort of oh my gosh my experiences were how I feel they were rather than I've always been told you know it's too much or your reaction's too big and things like that you know it's very much you're told to not be you basically yeah and all of a sudden it was like everything made sense and then you had this horrible immense like grief for almost like the person that you could have been because it's like, oh, if I'd been diagnosed earlier, if somebody had just watched me a little bit closely, like how, you know, how how could nobody tell? That's and it's really interesting, got Amy. And that's that's a big thing to kind of admit too, you know, that sort of grief element of what have I lost as a result of not having this diagnosis? So you get kind of a bit of a, you kind of get into that rut of like, but it, it was an eye opener because it really explained and it meant that I could have like a lot more lenience on myself of like, Oh, I'm not just lazy. I'm not just, you know, there's a reason there's a, there's an actual proper death, like, like explained reason to the way I am. And Mm -hmm. so I knew I wasn't like in a, in a good place, like in my head. And it was very sort of the nine to five is not for me. Like, I don't work like that my brain doesn't work like that my creativity is not on a schedule yeah 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 it does and uh you know all you you get uh, being undiagnosed you get a lot of sort of things of like people pleasing and and you over the years you develop sort of who you think you're meant to be rather than who you are so all of a sudden mm-hmm. it was trying to unlearn all of these things while learning all of these other things about you so it was just a complete like mess really to be quite honest so it was like right uh started the medication route because that's kind of the Mm. only real sort of option I thought you know I'm gonna try it let's do it and while I was under the reasonably strict instructions of don't make any life-changing decisions (laughs) I I quit so I quit my job and yeah I, I mean I'm so thankful I did now looking back um but Obviously, I understand that that's not necessarily the... And when you did the, the sort of letter of resignation or or whatever the sort of approach was, did you know in your head what you thought you were going to do? Or was it, I need to go cold on this and then reflect and kind of come up with my plan B? 
no I was completely I was just all over the place and yeah. I'd had some time off from work and I was just trying to figure out what's really going on so it was just there was so much so eventually I it took me a while to work up the actual courage to be able to do it yeah did it and it was just like I'm I'm, I'm one of those people where I think now I know that I need to sometimes just have that complete no other option sort of mm-hmm. approach to it because if I stay I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna go back to how I was and, and not be happy and not be able to yeah. sort of work out the things that I can do mm-hmm. so, yeah I, I handed my notice in worked her for the next month and then sort of had some just some time off and just sort of to to work out sort of what was going on my granddad was ill at the same time so I spent I got to spend um couple of months with him um that's special so yeah so that was good I spent it was about a month or two months Mm. so yeah it was it was good to sort of have that yeah that time so I I, once again I'm really thankful that I did yes made that jump and I had a lot of people going like well what do you mean you've not got anything lined up and it's like you know I'll figure it out and and I have to you know I'm in I was in a very like fortunate position and privileged position that I had savings so I could be okay for a few months I wasn't gonna you know wasn't gonna be starving and you were you know I could pay my bills and everything and like everything was covered so you know I I appreciate that other you know some people can't do that the idea of the sort of virtual assistant business did you know much about it before this point or was this a whole new kind of environment completely unknown to me yeah. once again tiktok because yep. tiktok knows everything yes i started getting recommended off of a, a lady on tiktok and it was like oh okay because I, I knew what i love doing in my job i knew what i did really well mm-hmm. i knew where i struggled was the the timing and yes. the sort of the office environment I I like to work from my home I, I like to sort of be able to sort of not if I'm having a low day I can just sit and be by myself and it's not a problem I've not got to try and you know force any sort of fake response and yeah. Yeah. things like that so, so I was looking for jobs and just wasn't sort of and nothing felt like right so then I started hearing about being a virtual assistant and I was like once again it was the light bulb moment of like oh hello this is really interesting yeah. obviously then it's combined with the but can I manage my own business that's a whole yes yeah. other side of things yes. and it was started once again doing my own research and I was like do you know what I'm going to try it because if I don't I'll be sort of stressed out that I never tried it mm-hmm. because of the, what it could have been and also yeah. I have a little bit of like you know I had a newfound confidence and a bit more understanding of me as a person it was like well if I can make this work, this could really work. And, so, and, and is the perfect solution to all of those frustrations and challenges absolutely. that you'd had historically. Yeah. I get to work for myself. I get to pick mm-hmm. the clients I want to. I get to pick the work I do. It's, you know, it is, it's the best thing that I could have possibly done. It's such a great story. It really is. And in a really empowering story to anyone who's listening, who's in a similar boat, yeah, I think one of the things that I am really passionate about is that this industry is so flexible and you can make it a huge success regardless of your kind of background. I mean, that's not taking away the fact that there is skill and there's experience required and there's a commitment and there is a lot of hard work that goes in. But, you know, this is for everybody regardless Absolutely. of who what where and when you come from or what your situation is there's always going to be people that need help and I I was a person that was very much never reach out for help never sort of do anything like that so it was still a relatively like oh do people actually ask for help and it was all of a sudden it's like yes they do and I should too because it's really helpful like it's it's that really silly thing because you used to sit there people are probably listening and be like well obviously but it's 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 so not obvious sometimes you know common sense isn't always so common so it's yeah I just kind of everything just sort of lined up and I think if you have you know you don't have to have sort of big tech skills or design skills because there is so much admin and like things that I think people really underappreciate the amount of time and and expertise that go into doing them because you know 
you often if you think about like a receptionist you think of just somebody that's answering a phone but there's not there's customer service there's all of these other things that are behind that that you, you're not thinking about and you're not sort of appreciating actually the level you know every time you go into the office like if like you know you've got teas and coffees in there somebody's had to buy those somebody's had to make sure that everything's running you know on time and everything's tidy and you know there's all of these things you're so right because society is is programmed just to look at the sort of initial impression and we don't really take time to consider what goes into a role but I think one of the things that you've absolutely hit the nail on the head with is knowing what your skills are and the things that you really love because if you've identified that in life then you are so well prepared to either go down the corporate route or you know whatever it is but but you are prepared to do to work using those skills and you'll enjoy it you get a lot more out of it I mean when I'm coaching and mentoring we always start with those things where are your strengths and your skills and what are the skills that you have that you enjoy the most because those should be the foundation of your business um and it's always the same case now listen I can't not acknowledge your amazing success in getting nominated um, in the UK VA Awards last year. I mean, that is a massive achievement, considering you've only really been up and running for, what, less than 12 months, I guess, when the nomination... Yeah, when the nominations... Are, well, just... I, so when I very first started, I sort of... I heard about the um, the PA show, and they were doing... Yes. First time they were doing one in the October um, yeah. in London. So I, I went down, and I literally had been a VA for two weeks. I had no clients. I hadn't really tried to find clients either I was really just still finding my footing yeah and I went to the 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 PA show and then I got talking to somebody and somebody said oh oh you're new at being a VA you should talk to Amanda and I was like who's Amanda (laughs) who is this person like okay and they were like oh I'll give me your like let me take you down your details and I'll put you in contact with her and I was like you know all right, that's never going to happen because <laughs> why, why is somebody going to like be so helpful and 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 point me in the right direction? Anyway, literally a day later, inbox, and I've been put in contact with Amanda, and and it was just like, Ooh, okay, this is a a strange environment for me of people being super helpful and, and it's quite disconcerting, isn't it? <laughs> it's bizarre because like I came from like the corporate world where a lot of the these big companies um have a lot of internal politics you know there's a there's a there's a lot of people doing sometimes not that much and there's a sometimes not enough people doing <laughs> a lot so it's a real weird sort of and people not taking responsibility or people taking too much responsibility for ideas and a real mixture of just kind of just so much like competitiveness mm. and just and sometimes not just the nicest it's no it's not uh, and it's very unusual it, 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 i think the thing that stands out for me is you know the va industry for for all of its very positives is largely women so you know we need more men shout out to all the men out there come and join us um but equally it is the most supportive environment I've ever been in, which is largely women, because historically women haven't been terribly supportive of each other. And I think you're right. Certainly within a commercial corporate environment, my experience is particularly the further sort of up the the ranking you get, the more competitive you get, because the kind of only way that you can be. Yeah is so small so and I found it really disconcerting and I was very distrusting of it initially um, because I just couldn't quite believe that people were being sincerely as helpful and supportive as they are however after nearly 12 years of doing this I can whole hand on heart say that it is exactly what it looks like it is massively supportive yeah, it was it was the most bizarre sort of thing to me, and then she sort of offered like a free session, so I, I got to speak to her and sort of explain sort of you know who I was, what I was doing, what my ideas were at the time for my business, and then she kind of you know we went over my website and she pointed out things. I was like, well, why this? And sort of asking questions that I'd not, I had sometimes some of them I had considered already, and some yeah. of them I hadn't. Yeah, and it was like, 
oh, okay. Let me, so I pulled the website down. So I'd been a VA for two weeks, <laughs> had a website, and now it's gone again. So I, I sat for about good sort of until about the sort of January, I sat and I really worked on my website using sort of what she had said and she had mentioned about like the the online Facebook groups and the the things like that. And it was a bit like, like you say, really wary of it and a bit like, well, okay, like, you know, this was a fluke the first time. There's not, you know, there's no way that these, like everyone's going to be this helpful. Um, and it just, all of a sudden I was on these groups and I'm looking at watching people sort of ask questions and get these incredible responses and advice and people sort of, you know, really like finding like all these different angles of these like and it was just it was fascinating it was so helpful so I sort of really reworked what I was doing and sort of understood right actually what what do I want to do with this so I, I would definitely not be anywhere as far in as I would be without being in contact cool. with yeah. a man because it was yeah. that kind of that opening because I didn't I like I I'd seen videos of people doing, but I didn't realize there was this whole sort of like community aspect. And I, I think just a nod to Amanda, who I know, bless her, l- listens to these podcasts. Um, Amanda, we will obviously be renaming the show the Love of Amanda Johnson podcast, I think, because I don't think I talk to anybody who doesn't uh, just adore her. And and that does need recognizing. Yeah, um, she's such a powerhouse. She really is. Just going back down to you getting your reward, your your nomination, has has that had an impact on your business? Just the nomination in yeah. itself. Yeah. So, like I said, I met all these people all of a sudden and it was I was going through my business and I started to after her help with putting yeah. the website together, I started reaching out to clients and looking at getting clients and I started pulling a few in. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden the awards popped up and it was like right. It was like, oh, you know, enter if you're like you're a new. And I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna put what I've managed to do in the last few months, and and sort of just kind of trial it and see what you know. All, the worst that's gonna happen is I don't get shortlisted. And at the same time, I've been a VA at this point for like two months, so it really wouldn't be the end of the world. So, and I at, at that point I did have two clients. I'd managed to get them within ninety days of me resetting up two clients signed up and it you know that was like mind-blowing to me so um then eventually got shortlisted a couple of months later got the embargoed email of like oh you've been you know a finalist and that was it I was like sobbing for about 30 minutes um, <laughs> I don't think I've got any work done for the rest of the day I look like an absolute idiot just crying <laughs> at the computer and um so it was just that just being a, even shortlisted I was so grateful for and I know that's something that's so cliche and you always hear people and they don't really mean it but like I genuinely was so excited because yeah. I had something to sort of like show my yeah. what I was doing and and, and you know at that point I had had picked up another couple of clients like and it, all, all of a sudden it was like people sort of recognizing me and sort of being like oh look you're shortlisted and so that was you know that was massive just even being that let alone being a finalist and and since then it's it's such a, a great point of being able to show people like you know you're not everybody was nominated and like the the people I was up against like are fantastic actually like a couple of them I can call like my friends now yes um, and like I met at the at the uh the awards gala like it was down in Bournemouth and it was at the Hilton and it was a, like a Thank lovely the conference during the day and dinner at the night and I met some really like fantastic people there um and like we've got like a group chat going and you know we can oh, whenever we need something and it's it's a brilliant thing so it's just the actual like nomination and award and everything it's it's so much more than just sort of being able to say that you are like a finalist because it actually it has helped get clients and clients I think having that sort of I'm not somebody that needs a lot of recognition and things and I try to very much not connect like success with like awards because it can become a bit of a slippery slope of like if you don't get them then it's oh you're a failure but that's not the case at all yes and that's a sort of it's a it's it's a kind of internal pressure that you then start putting on yourself isn't it and I think you just need to be selective and it's the ones that you kind of immediately go oh yes that's me so it's it's that kind of sort of it was just like wow like you know it's it's 
I wasn't upset that I didn't win because at that point I'd already seen the benefits mm. from just being shortlisted that yeah. it it didn't matter about winning no. because I'd already met a load of new people I'd honestly shortlisting element is as good as blinking winning it really is it is a massive achievement and you did it in an exceptionally short period of time and you should be hugely proud of yourself because it is a massive achievement it really is a massive achievement well done you just with regards to one three four talk us through the sort of services that that you offer your clients so I offer a bit of everything because I'm one of these people where I I haven't niched down no I don't think I want to either I like having that I know there's a lot of real sort of mixed feelings about niching and I'm yes cautious. it is oh it's a conversation in itself it is very <laughs> so I you know some people are like you've got to do this you've got it and other people are like not so much and I've I've stuck sort of with where I'm going at the moment it's kind of it's slowly niching down as I go but I wanted to just try things so I offer sort of admin work so you know the standard kind of like email management calendar management um you know note taking document creation things like that the sort of the more sort of like admin side of things but then obviously I have my love and like my passion for the creative side so you know image creation um sort of stock sourcing so you know images videos pictures you know it could be a bit of everything um video editing I I help build and create design websites um podcast you know there's a real sort of mixture of kind of of... oh oh did you all catch that one she's pitching for some business I've got it I noted it I caught it (laughs) um (laughs) I mean it's just one of those things where I just if I don't know it and I kind of have a bit of an interest, I, I try to just sort of learn it as I go. So I'm always sort of trying to see what else I can offer. And what... I think that keeps it interesting, It doesn't it? I mean, I think that whole thing of learning new skills just does keep you really engaged in what you're doing because it's you're terrible, terribly at risk of falling into that, oh, God, this is all becoming a wee bit repetitive on the sort of tasks, job tasks and chores rotor. Um, so actually learning something new and offering it as a client um, solution, then I think actually it just keeps us all engaged. I love doing new stuff. And that's always... I think there's, if you have the capacity and you have the sort of ability to be able to go and learn something, just do it. It's, yeah. you know, it's, and it's not even necessarily you have to do it all in one go or, you know, you can just learn it over time. And that's the sort of like you know, the fact that we have, you know, YouTube and forums and, you know, you've got course websites that you can pay, you know, to do. And you can go into sort of London, the big cities and, and actually go to a physical course as well with the tutor and everything. But like there's so many opportunities out there yeah. that it, it's you'd, you'd almost be foolish to not try and kind of keep learning and sort definitely, of definitely find new things yeah, so absolutely and with the um ai um hitting our industry sector you know, again we just have to keep on top of it and we have to keep ahead of it in terms of being able to run it and administer it and all that sort of thing i think it's really important i, I really so- want to talk to you about the neurodiversity stuff because i think that that is really important and i think in these days of inclusion and diversity I think it is really important to have an honest conversation about it how do you sort of tweak your business to really kind of offer to those specialist groups how how do you work your kind of day-to-day offering into being a neurodivergent offering so all of my services regardless of whether you're neurodivergent or not I are completely tailored because you know to an individual level because that gets to I I know that I can sit there and come up with these ideas of like this is how it's going to go but it never works like that and it it's not a it can't always be so rigid and I think for some people that might work and they might actually have found a way but for me it that's just not how my brain works I can't and I'm a person that I describe myself as a proactive VA so instead of just being a a reactive one where I'm just sort of somebody that's just hidden behind a screen does what they're given and that's that's kind of it 
I'm I'm not like that. If you're just looking for somebody that just kind of just to get on with the job and that's it, I am not the person for you. You're looking for somebody to bounce ideas off of, research lots of sort of the really working out like the brainstorming side of things. I'm I'm that person. I'm I want to get stuck in. I want to be able to use the things that I've learned while being in the corporate environment and bring those to like a different level because sometimes the I mean a lot of the businesses that I worked with that some of them were just so big that that nothing could ever get done nothing could ever move because it was just too many people yes yeah yeah it's that wonderful chief and indians thing isn't it and too many cooks and all those sort of things (laughs) nothing ever happens it's just you can't go any further and there were so many things where it'd be like oh my god like you're missing a trick here you're missing it like you're really you're so close but it would take years to be able to do it so it was like well can i use the things that i've learned there and i'm very good at spotting the sort of the holes in things of like well why are you doing something mm-hmm. and it's like well I just do it and it's like yeah but why it's, and then people can't answer that and it's because they've never had to really think about it they're just kind of doing it because that's what somebody else has told them yes. to or like <laughs> in business like, that's how I started was very much like like I said you know I, I'd had my website and I had it you know everything kind of this is how it was and it wasn't until somebody went all of a sudden it was like why am I not doing what I do to everyone else on my biz? Hang on a second. So it's that sort of being able to actually look at it from a different angle. And people are so close to their businesses and, and it can be so hard to spot, you know, errors or spot where the change could benefit them. And, and also who has the time to go and look for new software and, you know all of these that's yes you see that's the challenge isn't it you know that's why I think an awful lot of us get engaged with our clients because they're so stuck in in what they should be doing that they lack the time to be able to do the other stuff you know research and development is really tricky the, the neurodiversity side of things it's we're often very much like the world is not built for us the world is is built for you know, we're always shoved in a box. We're told, don't be too loud, don't be too this. You know, majority of the time, you know, the reason that people go undiagnosed is because they weren't that much of an inconvenience to someone. Mm. Like, they weren't that visible for them to notice. You know, my ADHD, I have the this more in sort of internal side of it rather than the sort of hyperactive outside. Yes. My yeah. brain is that hyperactive but it's just you can't see it from an outsider perspective. Yeah. You know, when you think about ADHD, you think of a little boy jumping, bouncing off the walls. Yes. You know, I still think of it like that. You know, we're taught very much this is what it is. This is how the world works. And it's like, well, no, no, it's not. Like, let's take a step back and you start sort of unpeeling that. And it's all of a sudden you're like, okay, what do people want? What do people need? Actually, just let them like tell me let Mm. them the first time some I think sometimes it's that having a space that's not like family or like their close friends but having a space where they can sort of they don't necessarily know everything that they want and everything they need and it's how do you ask for that if you don't know yourself and it's that it's that wonderful comfort that comes with somebody who has the same outlook and thought patterns to me you know there's that sort of synergy that's automatically sitting there and you can work really closely with somebody on that basis because you just feel much more comfortable it's so much easier to work with people when they have that the similar mindset you know we've all been stuck in like group projects where you know you get two people that are doing everything and then you get one person that just does nothing you know, it's like, and it's hard to work with that person because they're not doing what you perceive is the things that you should be doing. But for them, that's their perceived, you know, things that they should yeah. be doing. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. And that's where the individual arguments come in. Yeah. Let's talk about you giving us an example now where you can share a specific success story or transformation um, from your client work that really stands out to you? So I think one of the, I've I've noticed it with a couple of my clients now that I've been working with for just under a year with them. And it's the 
how they were when I first met them yeah versus now and I think it is like I said about the like that that you said the comfort level of being able to work with somebody that understands it and it's you know even from my discovery calls I, I I just sit back and I let the neurodivergence like side of it just speak because I can pick up on the things that make them them the ticks like what is it that's that really like looking for so I, I actually had a discovery call earlier today and um I was she was speaking we were discussing sort of like what we can do and what she needs help with and, and she was mentioned about um how she'd worked with another freelancer on her website and how she found it really helpful that they used notion mm. and it was like ah okay well instead of me sat there rambling on at her and being like well I do this this and this mm. like you know where half the time it might not be what they're actually looking for I'd, I'd I want to just hear what they want so mm-hmm. she mentioned notion and that wasn't something that I've used notion before it's not my 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 main one that I use yeah. yeah but it was like what you don't want to do email because you find using something like a notion board more helpful well let me then say oh by the way if we continue working together we can actually I can set up a notion board and we can go further from that and it's all of a sudden it's trying to see the the things of like what people say in that rambling is sometimes more so important the tiny 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 little comment is just the really, that's really... Like off the cusp like the things that they don't necessarily even know so like a majority of the time like when people come to me when we start working out it's in one direction and can be sometimes mainly like more admin things or yeah. can be social media and stuff but then actually a couple of months in it's completely changed because actually they're doing the jobs that they came to me for because I freed up their time and taken across some of these other projects that for them they don't necessarily have the skill set or the just the mental like capacity to be able to do them um it's just taking that sort of like having that ability to take that time like that give that time back to them and, and be able to sort of show them a new skill and And I think it's the trust thing as well isn't it I mean I think you know the thing that you that happens when you get enter into a new relationship is that those trust blocks are very very small you've only got two or three you're really kind of putting yourself out there Um, from a client's perspective you're really putting yourself out there and giving an awful lot of detail to somebody that you don't really know you don't really know how they work you don't know how they're going to react you don't you know all those sort of things but actually as time moves on those trust blocks get bigger and bigger and higher and higher where you then start to be much more of a team so that you find that that kind of work content shifts a bit because they're more comfortable doing the stuff that that they feel comfortable and it and confident in and you then pick up the stuff that probably slightly technically outside of their kind of comfort zone so I think that it is trust is is absolutely that's where the sort of that success I think has come from is just like I've seen it in in particularly like a couple of them where it's so I look back at old notes and and things like that and it's you can see actually how much they've grown just in themselves and or even just being able to have uh I try to create like a like a safe environment like a place where like nothing is like too big nothing is too small we can be flexible with meetings like I, I tend to book extra time around meetings because you know if they're 10 minutes late you know, it doesn't then like sort of mess up my day or even yeah. mess up their day. It's it's not about like I'm there to help rather than just be stressful. You know, if if it, it's it's not the end of the world. It's trying to create like a place where it's so calm yeah. that hopefully you can get to that new level and and find out. You know, and sometimes it's it's it can be so beneficial yeah. even you know just in themselves rather than not even necessarily a business but like just themselves of having oh I have this idea for like something I want to do in like, my personal life. how would I go about that and so well let's do some research let's do a brainstorm like sense check like come on like what is it and how can like we work together on this and, and be helpful and it's that's what I think is the, the biggest sort of success that I can see is that that just that massive growth from people of being able to sort of see where we were originally sort of starting with so where we are today yeah. Yeah. so yeah lovely 
you talk incredibly articulately on a topic and an industry that you've only really been in a very short period of time looking at your journey were there any major challenges that you faced particularly when it comes to setting up your business and how did you overcome them I think there's obviously the the sort of the the standard kind of things that everybody has you know the self-doubt the fear of like oh you know can I do this should I be doing this like what's next you also have the external pressures of you know other people I, I mean my this journey hasn't been easy no. so there's a, a lot of people that kind of want you to fail because you're kind of stepping out of line yeah doing um... the, you know what what do you mean that you can just start your business and and you know get clients and like what do you mean by that and it's like well I, can't. I, I, I don't know how to explain it like it kind of just happened like it, it you know it wasn't an overnight thing and there was oh. a lot of work but it, it I can't you know unless you're kind of prepared for that and in that mindset it's it can be really hard for people to fathom you know what definitely and was getting the clients what you think or in your head is is that the sort of perception of the sort of biggest challenge oh, see no it, this is the most bizarre thing because I I was confident in what I can offer yeah. and the things that I can do like I'm confident in I know that I can see the gaps in business yeah. and people and where can I fill that hole and, and how can we create something that's so much better and and bigger than it, it probably ever could have been you know I, I'm you know I am a bit of a, a daydreamer in that sense and of I like, love that confidence would have held you in really good stead from that point of view that sort of ability to kind of sell yourself in a way and like the the uh, the, my first few clients came from the Facebook groups that I was mentioning earlier, like the community and stuff of people offering out um, associate roles. Yeah. And, and you know, that's a brilliant way to start of just yeah. having access then to a VA above you that you can ask questions. You can, it's not so sort of pressured. It's not so, you know, uh, what a great way to start off. And, and then you can start pushing yourself out there. And obviously the more you're meeting people, they get to know you, they get to know what you offer they can then recommend you so it then starts working out that you know networking is not a thing that for me if I think about like networking back in like the corporate side of things like oh no I couldn't think of anything worse like how do I do that but with the VA side of things it's that really bizarre thing of like you know it's people all of a sudden were saying oh it's really the people are really helpful and it's like well they're not they're not going to be come on like there's no way it's that thing of like you hear the business say like oh we're a family and you're like well that means really? yeah you're real in for like you're going to be working every hour under the sun yeah. and all of a sudden it starts like figuring out that it's true and it's just like wow okay networking is so easy because everyone is so helpful and you know people ask a question on like a, one of the groups and if you know it you answer it you throw it even if there's already a couple of other answers you're going to have a different perspective slightly so, different perspective and it makes all the difference because somebody reading it will go with a perspective that makes much more sense to them so I think you're absolutely right we're coming to the end lovely of, of our conversation which I have thoroughly enjoyed but the question I always ask everybody just as a sort of wrap up is where do you see your business in five years time I've always really struggled with this question because I've never known because I always, you know, I've jumped from, you know, being a kid of being like, I want to be a vet and a scientist and an astronaut. And I mean, I still would love to be an astronaut, but I, I think I've missed the boat on that one. Um, and it's just, I think I was, was having a conversation with a client not that long ago about the sort of subject of the future and where to go. And, and I was thinking it's, it's probably the only question that I think of in a very black and white kind mm -hmm. of way. Where it's almost as if, like, if I say an answer, that's it. Like, I've yeah. said it and I've got no. And I think one of my biggest, like, fears is that being stuck and being, like, stagnant and, and not being able to sort of change that. So I think it's that's it's always really stressed me out. So I think if I try to look at it as, like, a where would I want to be, like, is a feeling rather than, like, a this is absolutely written it. down cast in stone yeah. plan. I, I want to make sure still definitely be somebody that's 
really still looking for learning and looking for that how can I help people how can I have that continual like development Mm. both personally and in the business side of things you know I would love to I think I am slowly shifting towards like I said earlier like not really niching but I think I am slowly moving towards kind of wanting to work with solely sort of neurodivergent yeah yeah that's where I know I can bring the most value and the most helpful and, and just that connection so I think it's you know is it sort of having a sort of turning this into an agency and having people under me that can then help out you know other neurodivergence things like that where it's it's I don't really have a complete like sort of vision but it's like I I know I want to be doing this I'm really happy if you'd asked me that when I was in my job I'd have been like I'm half happy I don't know what I want to do so it's it's I know I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now so if this can continue and expand and like I'm very much open for that's it that's enough isn't it I mean if I'm happy and I can grow a little bit over the next five years in a lot of ways that's enough and and what a wonderful position to be in Amy you have been an absolute delight to talk to today thank you so so much I will make sure that in the show notes, all of your contact details are available. So if anybody would like to reach out to discuss your services, et cetera, they obviously can. I would like to also wish you every success. I can't see you doing anything other than going from strength to strength um, to <laughs> being on that shortlist and, and being nominated for those awards. Having basically had a business up and running for a few months, I think is hugely impressive so congratulations and thank you thank you so much for having me on it was like I said earlier I was so like a bit stressed sort of when I got the email and about sort of oh what am I going to say and I know I ramble so it's uh, been brilliant thank you so thank you very much for having me thank you so much for listening please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels all the details will be in the show notes And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.